0: McCoy.
1: McCoy. Welcome in to the PHNX Sun Show. I'm Lindsay, that's Gerald, that's Espo. Saul will be joining us here shortly. But for now, we are welcoming in our very special guest, ESPN NBA insider, Brian Winhorse, Calling all the way from Abu Dhabi. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. You're out there covering Team USA. How's it treating you?
2: I mean, what am I going to complain to you guys about heat? Um, it's it's the desert with humidity. It's the first time I've ever experienced it. It's you know, but look, it's a really special, spectacular place. And um, where else could you spend a week, uh, you know, covering Team USA in August? Um, it's uh, it's been good. The team is uh, you know very accommodating. Um, everybody's in a good mood, they haven't lost it yet. This is kind of the ideal time because the tournament hasn't started and there's really no stress. Their families are still here. There's a, a number of college teams, here. there's a bunch of games being played here in Abu Dhabi. Um, I watched a game earlier today between 15 year olds from England and 15 year olds from Qatar as part of a, uh, international event, um, Kansas state and the university of Arizona basketball teams are at this hotel, along with team USA. Um, There's a lot going on um, here right now. It's a great opportunity.
3: Well, Brian, obviously, we're curious about your thoughts on the Suns. They had a very busy offseason, starting at the top with, you know, moving on from Monty Williams and hiring Frank Vogel. Just curious about your thoughts on that head coaching change and bringing in the first coach in Suns history with actual championship success.
2: Well, I think... That there was a bit of a divide at the end there with um, what Monty had elected to do and what the front office kind of wanted him to do, and that's not unusual in NBA front offices. Mm-hmm. The problem was is that it wasn't successful. Mm-hmm. And even though they gave Denver the you know most trouble that anybody did in the postseason, when you lose under that those circumstances, and especially mm-hmm under high expectations. And you know, you could argue that it wasn't a fair accounting with Durant because the team wasn't built out and it was midseason and he barely played, all that's true. Um, but you could just tell, as I'm sure you could, Gerald, that um, in the days leading up to the end that there was a growing divide there about um, personnel, strategy, stuff like that. And one thing I will say is, if you're going to fire a coach who's been successful, monty Mm -hmm. was one of the most successful coaches in the history of the sun's organization if you're going to fire a coach who's been successful you need to have a plan of what you're going to do Mm -hmm. you can't just go you know blundering into thinking about what you're going to do and um frank vogel has demonstrated in situations like this before that he can succeed and i think one of the things about him is he's an extremely um he's an extreme optimist and just by that alone brings sort of a breath of fresh air. And one of the things that we've seen in his career is when he comes into a situation, Orlando being the outlier, um, the team tends to bounce, there there, to be a bounce. We saw it when he took over in Indiana, saw it in, uh, in LA. And so I think they're probably trying to get that type of bounce from You know, obviously the big trade that they made, but also with the way Vogel's going to come in and I think try to, you know, change things around from the way Monty was operating.
4: You brought up the big trade, but what do you, how do you feel about Bradley Beal and his fit here? It caught a lot of Suns fans off guard that that's the big move they made, but how does it fit with everything going on?
2: Well, I don't think it's the most perfect fit um, because they are now really perimeter uh heavy and ISO heavy. Um but the value was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh what they gave up for what they got back, you can't dream of something like that if you're a contending team. Now there's asterisks attached, of course, because of his contract mm-hmm. um and his no trade clause. That is the reason they were able to do it. But on pure value, they crushed it. I mean um the, the Durant trade was extremely expensive. The Beale trade was extremely economical in terms of straight asset for for asset maneuvers. So, um, you know, they're trying to win the championship this year. They're not trying to win planning organization of the year. Um, You know, one of the guys who um, I really learned a lot in the NBA from uh, used to tell me, used to quote George Patton to me, which is that, A a good plan uh, executed vigorously today is always better than a great plan uh, thought about for tomorrow. And that is what the Suns are doing. They are vigorously trying to win today. And that trade brought them closer from a value standpoint. We'll see if it works out from a fit standpoint. But I think they're more worried about value at this point.
1: So you mentioned Bradley Beal's hefty contract, which added another one to the Suns' (laughs) Mm -hmm. plate, which presented a little bit of a tricky situation as far as filling out the rest of the roster. But the Suns were able to bring in some really good uh, veteran players on vet minimums, as well as some young up-and-coming players. How would you kind of grade the way they filled out the rest of their roster?
2: I can't believe some of these players signed on July 1st, or even, I guess, July, June 30th in some cases, for minimum contracts when they could have waited and seen if they could have gotten more elsewhere, especially uh, Utah Wananabe. Um, uh, Kadia-based job maybe could have gotten more, but I think several teams are interested in Utah Wananabe. And this is where I feel my age uh i'm starting to become an old fogey in the league now my 21st season here 10 years ago the idea of signing a minimum contract on july 1st was completely preposterous Mm -hmm. i mean you know unless you were like udonis haslam you know like you know you knew that you were staying with the organization at that nobody would sign a minimum contract on july 1st. but okay that's not new that's been happening for you know four or five years now to get those players in those contracts um, was obviously terrific. The thing that I liked about it was that they clearly had a vision of mm-hmm. what they were doing. They generally got guys who have length um, so that they can be multi-pos- multi-positional defensively, and they got guys who can shoot for the most part. Okay, Not everybody can. Um, and so you can see that they had a strategy that they were employing. Now, the one thing I will say is that these players wananabe specifically aside because i really am a, am a fan of his skill set mm. um but uh Diop Diop also i think you know he kind of had sort of proven that he could maybe be more than a minimum player but these guys are minimums for a reason mm. and so i would just say that the batting average on minimum contract is you know 500 at best and sometimes 250 at best so yes they did well but keep in mind that when you sign them a minute when you sign a minimum you're basically you know signing a player that you think will help you win a few games and maybe that player will help you win a lot of games and you will look great and it will be terrific um but if a minimum player helps you win one and a half games or two games, he's done his job. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you may say that bar is really low, but I, I say that bar is there for a reason um, because they're they're literally playing for one percent or you know one and a half percent of the salary cap. So they should, you know, if they if he, they help you with three percent of your wins, you're getting good value. So I think they got good value, but I also I'm seeing a I'm seeing a lot I'm seeing the Suns get really congratulated for these and i would just say okay they did well but just wait before you decide that this is the greatest collection of minimum contract players in history of the league let's wait and see them play first uh before you declare that
3: so bearing all that in mind obviously the big question with the suns being all in is do they stand a better chance against denver maybe a difficult question to answer because we haven't seen how bradley Beal fits we haven't seen a lot of these new guys it's a lot of new guys new coach but When you look at the nuggets they lost bruce brown they lost uh jeff green how do you feel that they stack up to denver in you know near the top of the west there
2: so the thing is i really you know i spent a lot of time in phoenix last couple years i really 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 like devin booker Mm -hmm. i think he is the it's an absolute player that you absolute kind of player you want as your franchise.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I believe in him. Okay. I really, 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 really respect Kevin Durant. I've covered him from for a long time. I've seen him in many, many high stakes games, whether it was his first finals, mm-hmm. whether it was the Olympics whether it was the, you know, his finals where he was finals MVP a couple of times, um, whether it was, you know, playoff games when he was in Brooklyn, uh, I have immense faith in him. So those two players being on the roster, uh, to me makes anything possible. Mm -hmm. And I could sit here and give you a bunch of different reasons why the nuggets will repeat. I give you reasons why I think another team in the West, you know, like, a lot of people seem to think that the lakers are going to be right there um, you know the warriors could come back the grizzlies could you know have a bounce back when Joe returns i mean you can sit here and make a case for all those stuff. i am a big 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 believer in those two players and so while you could point out deficiencies as the roster has you could point out injury situations you could point out about bradley deals Um, You know, last couple of seasons, which haven't been his best. All of that would be fair. Mm -hmm. I really, really like those two players. And um, Durant isn't the player he was five or six years ago, but I still think he can be a finals MVP level. And so I think the, the Suns have totally mortgaged their future. They're in a bit of a corner that they've got to play their way out to make, to verify all this. I think that relying on so many minimum players is a risk that's not exactly ideal. I could go on and on about things that concern me, you know, where DeAndre Ayton is going to fit. Although as an aside, one thing that Frank Vogel has repeatedly been able to do is get the most out of temperamental big men Mm -hmm. or big men that, you know, have had trouble finding a total niche. You know, what he did for Roy Hibbert and Dwight Howard And even javel mcgee i mean those are guys who frank vogel helped unlock Mm -hmm. and you know but it's fair you want to point out the deficiencies of deandre aden um you can point him out by the way i think it's terrific he's playing for the bahamas i think it's Mm -hmm. awesome yeah and uh i know i don't know if my um, i mean it's thursday morning here so i'm a little off but i know that the bahamas have a huge game with argentina i don't know if it's happening right now but or sometime, but um couple hours <laughs> okay I, I don't know what's gonna happen there but um i i all that it's all f- i'm not going to dispute any of it um durant and booker i'm a believer in durant and booker and so uh am i picking them to win the title no i'm not doing that i'm just saying i'm a believer in those two guys and i'll stand by that i'll stand by it even if they get knocked out in the first round uh I'm, i believe in those two guys.
4: one of the biggest critiques uh, we've heard, and, and I talked to some coaches around the league who brought this up as well, is this idea of positionless basketball in Phoenix and the lack of traditional point guard that, it, that they don't feel it can work. Do you think that it can work uh, here in Phoenix the way that they have it set up with multiple ball handlers?
2: I've never seen Devin Booker play better than I did in the playoffs this year. And he was basically playing point guard for what percentage of the game? I'm sure there's some statistic that is there. He was playing point guard. Um, do I think it's the ideal situation? No. Um, do I think it's going to hold them back? Not necessarily. Of the things I'm worried about, it's not at the top. So, um, you know, I think Frank Vogel's assignment is going to be to get them playing steady defense and especially take advantage of what he wants to do, which is use the big man to defend on defense. And if he gets them to defend the way that I know Frank Vogel can coach defense, um, then, because by the way, like, look, go, go, look at the Lakers, where they were at defense when they won their title, they were right at the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at the Pacers where they were when they were contending for these, they were right at the top. If he gets them to defend, um, then i'm very much not worried about the efficiency of the point guard position on offense with the talent that they have
3: brian we had one last question before we let you go and this is something i've been curious about we actually had mike wilbon on a couple weeks earlier and got to ask him about his viral meme moment uh in the Valley Oop when the camera caught him and Stephen a smith but i wanted to get your thoughts because i'm sure you've seen all the memes from over the summer of yourself uh when you were talking about the utah jazz do you get a kick out of those? Like, what's your, what's your thoughts on being on going viral with that meme?
2: First off in Michael Wilbon's house in North Scottsdale, I don't know if he, if he was in his office when mm-hmm. you were talking to him, I don't know, maybe he wasn't in Phoenix. It is the summer. Um, somebody made a painting mm-hmm. of him. Did you, did he talk about it? He did, yeah. yeah. He yeah. Talk about it. Well. I'm glad he did because if he didn't, <laughs> um, when I saw that, I uh, I just I couldn't stop. I took a picture of it. I have a picture in my phone of the picture. Um, so yeah, I'm glad he showed it to you. That's great. Um, the thing about that was, um, I like telling stories on television,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and um, it's not a great medium for storytelling because. Um, we live in a world where uh, the topic has to change quickly and stuff like that, which is one of the reasons why I listen to more podcasts and I watch television. Um, and that set of circumstances was unique and that it was a Friday of July 4th weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was very little going on in the sports world. And all the regulars on first take had the day off. In fact, I'll just be honest, the second string had the day off. I mean, we, I was on the third string there. Mm. Um, And that's why I got to talk and tell a story about the Utah Jazz. And so I know that it's not realistic. But my favorite part about that was, is that it was a story that I was telling. Mm. And I would like to be able to tell more stories on television, it's not going to happen. It's designed for those types of stuff for designed for podcasts. And the reason I did it is because I basically gave the same delivery the night before. Um, On the podcast i recorded and i liked the way it sounded so i just brought it back um Mm -hmm. so the opportunity to have to to do to do like story time for three minutes on first take um it was a great opportunity and i just wish i could do more of it um it's remembered because gobert got traded you know a couple Mm -hmm. of days later i'd like to or a couple hours later i'd like to argue and believe that i've told other stories that were just as enjoyable that you know maybe didn't Stick because it didn't happen on Friday of a holiday weekend where the guy where something like that happened. But mm. um, so I loved that the people liked the story because um, we're you know ultimately at the end of the day we're trying to tell a story. What what, what attracts people to to watching sports is narrative. You know, mm. um, people criticize the media sometimes in fair that um, you know they lean too much or we lean too much into storylines. Well, there's a reason that we do that. It's because people like stories. <laughs> they like stories. It's what it's what gets them invested in things. And so um, you know, if if a few times in your career, you can tell a story that people really connect with, then I you feel good about that. So that was the thing that I liked about it. You know, I really don't look at my mentions, I shouldn't say I don't really, I haven't looked at my mentions in like seven or eight years. Oh, wow. And people will say to me, that's sure it's a lie and i'll be like okay well you know i'll take a lie detector test if you want but i don't really care if you don't believe me yeah. um i don't look at it so um the other thing was it was a very high um a high work time you know uh free agency and i was traveling <clears throat> stuff like that so i obviously saw some of them
0: mm-hmm.
2: um because you couldn't avoid it but i didn't seek it out and it actually is kind of um it's kind of scary because I didn't really deserve all the positive reaction that I got and it scares you because you think that someday you could do something that could be just as equally negative where you don't deserve all the negative that you got. So, um, that's maybe the way I'm programmed, but, um, I'm glad people connected with it. Um, you know, I've had the opportunity in this job. I get very fortunate to travel the world a lot. Um, like I am right now, I'm on a 28-day trip to the Middle East and um, the Philippines, covering Team USA in the World Cup, and um, I've had a, just a great opportunity to be overseas uh, five times this year alone. Thanks mostly to Victor Wembanyama. Um, but but uh, all over the world, people come up to me and uh, and do that. So I guess if you're if you're known in too far-flung places in the world for something that people like, I guess that's a good thing.
4: Have yeah. you gotten a painting of it yet, like Wilbon?
2: <laughs> Damn, you know I would never hang a painting of myself.
4: Well, we um, need to get that done. Uh, <laughs> we'll make it happen for you, all right.
2: But, uh, whoever painted that was very talented, and I absolutely love it. Um, <laughs> if if Michael wouldn't notice right away, I, I, w- I would potentially swipe it. That's how much <laughs> I love that little. It's not very big. It's um, you know, it's not it's not much bigger than a phone. But I. Uh, God, did I love that painting as soon as I saw. it, <laughs> That's
3: awesome.
1: It is. That's great. Well, I mean, like you said, if you're going to go viral for something, at least it's something that brings a lot of joy to a lot of people, now. Uh, ourselves included. Mm-hmm. Wendy, thank you so much for taking time out of your very late night slash early morning across the world to join yeah, us on today's show. It's almost really midnight here.
2: I will have you now. <laughs>
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Have All fun
1: right. on the rest of your trip.
2: Thanks. Enjoy your summer. Thank you.
1: And of course, don't forget to sign up for the BetMGM Sportsbook app by using the code PHNX. Using that code gets you a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you place your first bet offer and receive up to 1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. It's also a really great time to sign up for the BetMGM Sportsbook app because this weekend, They're giving out bonus bets to claim yours. All you have to do is log into the app. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer.
5: Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, DC, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-hope-n-y or text HOPE N Y New York call 1-800-327-5050. Massachusetts. 21+ plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP Arizona. one 800 4700 Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF Iowa. one 800 270 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. US promotional offers not available in DC, Kansas, Nevada, New York or Ontario.
1: Super cool to have Wendy stop by and join us on this show. And now we got Saul Bookman. Hey oh. Just
5: as big of a
0: get.
1: Exactly. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> that was great. And like honestly, shout out to him because it's so late slash early where he is right now. I think it was like what, 1:32, something like that in the morning. Yeah. So bless his heart for staying up just to talk with us. We really, really appreciate it.
4: He uh he also it, little behind the curtain, he, he we were about 20 minutes late on recording that because he goes, oh, I ran into Tommy Lloyd, the Arizona head coach in the in the hotel. They're staying here, too, in Abu Dhabi. And it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kansas
6: State was staying there, too. I just want to make sure we all know that.
4: Just, well, so did so you much just slander like
6: one of your Wildcats to fuck no. your other Wildcats? No, I'm just saying you, you got to acknowledge the other Wildcats, too,
0: because I'm <laughs> both.
1: All right, guys, let's talk a little bit more um, about some Phoenix Suns players. So, we've gotten a little bit of a nice basketball look at DeAndre in and Eric Gordon playing for Team Bahamas in an Olympic pre qualifying tournament. They did play on Monday night. And first and foremost, let's discuss DA. He finished with 22 points, 10 rebounds, shooting 10 of 14 from the field. We saw him put the ball on the floor we saw him dunk it was it was just nice to see deandre in playing basketball again and yes the disclaimer of course is that he's not playing against quote-unquote nba level players but he seemed like he was having fun out there which i think is something that's important to note and he seemed like he was playing with confidence
6: i mean yeah it did i mean he, he played very well i mean again you, you do have to take in consideration the competition uh, you can see that he's trying a couple things out there in terms of like ball handling. And uh, there was one one play where he dribbled up the court, made it like a, a, like a crossover move, and then pulled up at the free throw line like like he had done it a million times. It looked really good. Um, you know, obviously driving to the basket and getting the dunk, um, reverse dunk, that was fantastic too. Um, I think his ball handling still leaves a lot to be desired. Still think that's something he needs to improve on. If he's really going to elevate his game to another level, but um he was aggressive and i think that's the thing that stuck out stood out the most to a lot of people was the fact that he was just super aggressive it felt like
3: yeah the the, like you mentioned the handle is still not polished but i was encouraged to see him attacking a little bit more um you know there was that one pump fake he had near the top of the key in the mid-range that he would normally kind of settle for pump fake, drove, and dunked. Um, He had another drive uh, baseline and dunked reverse under the basket. And, yeah, of course, the competition is not NBA caliber. He still needs to work on that handle to be able to rely on it at the next level. He still had a couple of mistakes. There was one Mm -hmm. time where he caught the ball under the basket and pump faked a couple times, and it's like, dude, just go up and dunk it. He kind of missed it, got his own rebound, put back for the n one. Um, but there's there's still some work to be done there, but it, it's awesome that he has this opportunity to A, represent his country, and B, um, work on some of these things that in an NBA environment, you need to put the time in in actual games and work on the handle stuff. So I was encouraged by that. The dude was a plus 37 in 25 minutes. Like, that's pretty good. Um, so I was happy to see the way he was playing.
4: Yeah, I'm glad he's out there. I'm glad he's working on his game, but I think, you know, there was this... There was a lot of talk after that one game. Oh, is this is this proof that DeAndre Ayton's locked in and this kind of stuff? Uh, we heard some, from. I'm going to use an old man term, some scuttlebutt about that, <laughs> right? And to me, I don't like that because it's set. I feel like it's kind of propping this guy up to set him up for failure if he comes out and doesn't play like he did against Cuba. For guy, if he doesn't have a reverse dunk, in the first few games, and it's going to be like, well, maybe he wasn't locked in kind of thing. And it's like, no, he's out there. He's playing for his country. He's playing the competition in front of him. He's getting some work in. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what, th- to me, watching that Cuba game is like when you see a clip of a guy in a gym getting some run. Not all of them are NBA guys. Some of them are much smaller, and he's doing stuff. Great. I'm glad he is. But I'm not going to get too high or too low from anything that happens with him and team Bahamas because I don't think it's fair to him to do that either. No. Like I, I think just watch it, enjoy, just look at little things that he's working on and go, okay, good. He's working on those things, but nothing more.
6: Yeah. I, I, you know, Twitter wants to deal in absolutes all the time. Like he's either this or he's that there is no in between. And I'm, I agree with you Espo. Like this is a work in progress. Like he's got to work on some things. He knows he does. Uh, he's holding it because he, he clearly feels some type of way. Um and so you know in this again like cool he had a he had a he had a good game against Cuba um when you're talking about NBA scheduling like that's 82 games can he get up for a majority of those games that's the point can he get up for the playoffs can he bring it you know when when your team needs it the most like those are the moments that you're really looking for DA it's not you know it's it's not necessarily against this competition it's not you know game 37 against the wizards like, I don't care about that. I care about like when we're playing the Nuggets. Can he? Can he step up? You know when we're playing when we're in the playoffs. Can he step up? Those are the moments. So we still got a long way to go until we get to the, see those moments. Um, but he's going to get plenty of opportunity to display what he's learned over the uh, for, over this last year. And I think he's got a little boost of of maybe confidence because now. You got a completely new coaching staff mm-hmm. and you're getting this opportunity to play for your country, which I feel like is a boost to him, you know, emotionally to be able to represent your country is a significant deal. And for him to represent the Bahamas is is pretty cool. Yeah.
4: yeah. And look, and, and you know, it, I it don't get too high, but if he goes out and plays not great against Argentina, don't get too low Yeah, because it is, you're working on stuff in this in this stuff for him. So I'm not going to freak out. The one thing that caught my attention was his body type looks a little bit Different than it has in the past. That did uh, catch my eye, but again, that's not something I'm gonna I'm gonna worry about. I just again an observation going on with him. He looked a little bit more svelte than he has in in the past. But you know, I don't know if that's something Vogel and his staff said, "Hey, we want you in this kind of body type," or if it's you know he's still bulking up for the season. But
3: it is interesting because he did he does look leaner. Um, not gonna read into it too much. Cause I, I don't know. I feel like that would be cause he was always athletic and quick enough. So that would be an interesting ask. I know that they're going to plan to play faster this year, obviously. Um, so they're probably going to want him in peak physical condition. But again, I don't, I don't want to read into that a little bit too much for now. I'm just interested to watch him try some things against inferior competition and see what he can do. Um, and, and for those wondering in the chat, a couple of people were asking, why are we talking about his handle? Well, it's because when he catches the ball in the short roll in the past, He's either pulling up right away for a mid-range without putting the ball on the on the ground. We're not asking for and one mixtape moves out of him. We just want him um, to be able to have hot sauce. a move. I want hot sauce. <laughs> uh, we just want a move when he gets in the post because as of right now, it's either just straight into a hook shot or it's a spin move that everyone knows is coming. So those are those situations where he can close the gap between where he catches it and the rim and hopefully get to the rim and
6: finish with authority. I think when people talk about handle, they automatically assume we're talking about somebody like to the degree of like maybe a Joel Embiid or Jokic oh. who can do multiple things with the ball. Mm. I'm not even talking about that. I'm more talking about like your kind of like your David Robinson or uh, Hakeem Olajuwon kind of handle, a handle that's effective enough enough for you to be uh, to play at a high level and execute your own moves in a small space Mm -hmm. because that's the space he's operating in is from the basically from the free throw line down to the rim is the space that he's working in. He's not really a a three point area kind of guy. So can he operate in that tight little space with those hands flying around him um, enough to be effective and get his shot whenever he wants to. That's what we're talking about. We're not necessarily talking about him crossing dudes up and going behind the back and all that bullshit. We're just talking about, can he be effective enough to do what he needs Mm -hmm. to do to score at a high level? And as everybody keeps mentioning he's a max player max players find a way to be able to use their handle enough to be effective on the offensive end and defensive ends
0: mm-hmm.
1: so he did uh share some words after the game in a post-game interview and this is what he had to say
6: it's been seven eight years since you last played for nationally how it feel out there
7: um felt amazing felt fun truly emotional feeling just having so many behemoth guys so many great players you know, just following the same goals, Jason, the same goal, and understanding the opportunity that we have at task. you know, playing in Argentina, knowing that this is, you know, you know this is the big deal. And, you know, um, we only could do, it's only us out here. And this is, you know, um, we go as far as we take each other. So, you know, it's a truly a blessing and an honor you know, just to put that Bahamas across your chest and know that you represent your country.
6: I just talk about having a chance to play with E. G. before the season even starts. Like how how's that scene on the court, especially with the Bahamas across his chest?
7: Definitely lit. Um, you know, it's definitely something that you never thought it would happen. And um, he's such a great player as well. And, you know, just having the feel of his game before we both hit training camp and start fighting each other you know, to figure out some type of chemistry. I'm glad we handled in that early. And um, you know, just us you know, trying to make some history.
1: So, I mean, it's clear that he enjoyed his time playing in that game and obviously, of course, playing alongside his new teammate here in Phoenix, (laughs) Eric Gordon. That's obviously going to be a great thing for the two of them as they start to build a relationship, get to know each other on that level, find some chemistry with one another. I know I've heard a lot of people speculate that Eric Gordon could be a voice that could be really beneficial for DA. And Jesse in the chat Uh, Welcome," said, I'm a Spurs fan, and I can clearly see that Aiton is not happy in Phoenix. There were a lot of things in the last couple of years that you could absolutely point to and be like, DA might not be happy here, but a lot of those things have changed this offseason. This is a brand new team, both from the coaching side of things and the players that he is playing alongside. And a change of pace could be really good for him.
4: Yeah, Jesse, don't uh, re-up your psychology license because I don't think... uh he seems, uh, seems down right now. I, look, he said it was lit to play with Eric Gordon, so he's got to be excited about it, right? It's <laughs> yeah. a, it's an interesting descriptor. Definitely lit. It's definitely lit. I love it. <laughs> I love it. But uh, but no, man, he's a guy out there playing for his country, uh, enjoying that and getting an opportunity to uh, to learn how to play alongside his new teammate here in Phoenix. It's nothing but good for this Suns team that these guys build a little chemistry before they come to camp.
3: Yeah, that's the other benefit that I feel is more important than what numbers he's putting up or whatever, is just being able to get a feel for your new teammate beforehand. Um, There were a couple of times Eric Gordon found him on a drive for a dunk. I think uh, DA found him on the backside, and that resulted in Eric Gordon 3. So it's going to be fun for them to get to know each other a little bit better and start developing that chemistry before training camp even begins.
1: And, of course, like, listen, DA does know that there is a certain narrative that is surrounding him right now. He mentioned it in an interview that he did just a couple weeks ago that he was working really hard to change that narrative. And after this game, he also posted on his Instagram story a highlight of the game with the caption that said, most hated with a heart emoji. So I feel like, listen, every player that we've spoken to, they see what's being said about them on mm-hmm. social media. They see what's being said about them in the media and in the news and all the things, right? And a lot a lot of times it's 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 hard not to take that to heart. But it would appear to me, and this is the way I'm going to perceive it, that DeAndre In is working really hard to flip this the script. He wants to change people's opinions about him. And he knows that the only way he's gonna do that is by how he plays on the court.
6: Yeah, no, I agree. A million percent, I agree. Hey, I, listen, I, I think it is funny how how people attack Da for for being quote unquote soft. Uh, people attack KD for being soft because he responds to people on social media. Um, I I'm sorry, but like if anybody in this space was getting attacked and things were said said about them to the level these guys keep getting it, mm-hmm. uh, you'd feel some type of way about it. shit. I still remember when we launched PHNX, and And one of the first (laughs) tweets, one of the first tweets we saw was, "Oh, Saul and Espo running this, it's sure to fail." (laughs) I still remember that. Mm -hmm. I still have the screen grab, and it's still in my fucking office. (laughs) I don't give a shit. We're gonna prove them wrong, and that's okay. Prove them wrong. We're two
4: weeks away from lasting two years. I think we proved them wrong. There's still more. And it is unfortunate (laughs)
3: when that type of thing happens because these guys being on social media and engaging with regular basketball fans is not like something that we're entitled to. Like mm. they get hate and slander in any tweet that they send in any highlight or quote graphic that's posted of them. like they the benefit for them to even be on social at all is like very little half the time. So I, I don't i I just have a problem with people attacking players on that type of personal level. Um, and and it's just basketball at the end of the day. Like it's cool that he's representing his country it's cool that he's kind of embracing all of the hate that he has seen over the last few months because there is a difference between constructive criticism and just outright hate. And a lot of times it does lean into the latter. So
4: I think Wendy had the right idea when he said, I don't even look at my <laughs> He was right on. I, he's right I on. mean, how many, <laughs> times, many times
1: have we that? seen the merch that says, don't read the mentions. Yep. Yeah. Don't I mean, read the comments. Yeah. Don't
3: read the mentions.
4: And and I think that's the mindset a lot of these guys have to take. But honestly, when it comes to DA, I, this this talk, you know, from him or externally, doesn't matter anymore. What matters is how does he play from November through hopefully June, mm-hmm. right? Or October, the, the end of October through hopefully June. And that's the only way it's going to change a narrative, it's going to change any perspective like Bahamas games don't matter, none of this stuff matters until he goes out there and does it with KD Book and Beal. Mm-hmm. And if he does that, the narrative goes away. Like that the the old narrative goes away and everybody stops talking about it, especially if there's a Larry O'Brien at the end of this. So go out there and and, and play your game, get it done and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm.
1: And at the end of the day, if you feel like saying something mean about players on the internet, just go to Burrito Express instead. You know what I mean? Say like mean things at Burrito Express. Go no, get a just burrito. just go to Burrito Express. Get yourself a burrito, and then we're all going to be better for it overall, mm-hmm. right? Where there there's go. not more mean things on the internet, and you get a burrito. Perfect. It's literally a win-win. Trade yeah, your stu- hate for a burrito. Stuff a burrito it's in your face and shut up. a win-win. The internet becomes nicer, and you guys or us, we all get to have burritos. Like, you do you literally cannot go burrito. wrong <laughs> within this situation. You can't
3: just go up to the window and start hating on people. <laughs>
4: I will give you hate for a burrito. (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay told me I
1: could. I mean, let's just say. I mean, that's actually...
6: It's actually a good program, it, right? Hate for burritos. <laughs> <laughs> just scream into the void, and you get a burrito. It's a good, it's a good venting space.
1: It's kind of like one of those like uh smash rooms or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Where you get to go in and exactly. like, yeah, rage rooms where you get to. Now we're advocating r- going and destroying a burrito express. No, a burrito? it's just no, a, it's a better way said. to let all of your anger and frustration. Angel,
6: angel, I'm sorry for how uh-huh. this all just manifested in different ways. We do not wish any ill will no. upon your establishment no, you that's like a secondary great food thing. <laughs> yes. ignore espo ignore <laughs> me, everybody just wants people to go it. in there scream at your people and get burritos that's it and that's
1: on all. august 19th our tempe location will host a meet and greet from 10 30 to 12 featuring jalen <laughs> Badger, and the board free stickers to the first 25 people who come through so, so they're we- trying really hard uh, to make this an awesome, fun event for everybody. Make sure you're one of the first 25 so you get a free sticker.
4: Yeah, you can go out there like, and yell at like, Trenton and Jerry Anger Borgatti. for free
1: stickers? <laughs> oh,
4: man. That one's you get giving anything star.
1: away for free with anger? You get a smiley face. <laughs> Grab a burrito. Follow Burrito <laughs> Express on Twitter, at Burrito EXP. Or you could just get some shady rays and work really hard at blocking out the haters. But listen, we all know that's easier said than it is done because as, as much as we know we shouldn't look at mentions and comments on things, It's kind of like human nature to just want to know, even though you knows it, even though you know it's going to hurt your feelings.
6: Somebody in the chat just gave you a big compliment. Or an insult to me. I I missed Lindsay's ad transitions yesterday. Ish would have loved them. (laughs) Yeah, he would have.
1: You mean Ish didn't love us? I feel like Ish got a kid. When he was
6: talking about burrito after burrito, Ish just lost it. He's like, damn, how many burritos can you eat in two days?
1: But for real, get your hands on some shady rays. It is gear that is built to last. And we're talking premium polarized sunglasses by an independent sunglass company with world-class products. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. So we did talk a little bit about Eric Gordon playing with uh, Team Bahamas as well. Last night, He or Monday night, he had 17 points. He went four of seven from deep within that I don't, do we, Eric Gordon, like we kind of know, right? At this point, I mm-hmm. feel like we know exactly what we're getting with EG. We know what he brings to the table night in and night out, but still, him playing alongside DA, like we had said, it's great for the both of them.
6: What, it, does everybody
3: call him EG? I think they call him EJ, actually, for Eric Jr. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I mean I I've seen EG Igor a couple times. Igor.
1: Igor. No, we
4: don't Igor. We don't like that here. In I like
3: Eric Gordon. And, <laughs> I like e- <laughs> You
1: said I like Eric Gordon. <laughs> Eric- <laughs> No, Eric Gordon. Hold on, Eric. I was like, oh, I, was like I like no. Eric Gordon. His no. actual. You like name. his full name, Eric
4: Gordon? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what I, I thought, you, thought said. you were totally. Clearly, I've never me. yelled into a burrito <laughs> before. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we've got to call him Cornerstone, right? Isn't that? Don't we have to do that? Because you know, oh, he his yeah, yeah, heart Stone, was here, mm-hmm. and he was Cornerstone.
6: Yeah, I like He's that. I like that. But his range is as soon as he steps in the gym. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about. Yes, he spreads out the floor. You saw against the Bahamas. Gerald even tweeted out, like basically his. His range is as soon as he steps over half court and like, you, you better be ready Mm because he will pull it.
3: It's like kind of an adjustment watching him play because half the time you're like, what is he doing? And then you're like, Oh no, wait, he just
4: does that. And he (laughs) makes those
3: like, that's his normal range.
4: That's PTSD from the guys we had shooting threes last year. That's what that is. (laughs) Eric Gordon is a professional three point shooter. Get excited (laughs) when he pulls up from anywhere Mm -hmm. on the court because he can hit from that. And, and that's, it's going to be unbelievable to see how many wide open looks he gets mm-hmm. with this group and how he converts so mm-hmm. he could he could shoot well over four you know well over 35 percent in into the low 40s without blinking an
6: eye this year he's going to be so wide open yeah. I mean he's going to win you about probably I would say five games this year just by himself mm-hmm. like in the fourth quarter he's just going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. That's just what Eric Gordon does. Yeah, and Dagoon had a, the my favorite nickname. I forgot about
3: Splash Gordon. Oh, that's that's Splash. my favorite. Uh, Splash Gordon,
6: <laughs> the king of the universe. <laughs> Emma's like, what is what? that? I don't know. Oh, youngin. We'll
4: you don't we'll know? inform you after the show. <laughs> got to love our uh, old man references.
1: now. Mm-hmm. Flash Gordon. Uh, I suppose. Did I tell you I got my hands on one of those Eric Gordon Cornerstone T-shirts? Did you? Did. I did. Oh, that's cool. <sighs> I might be able to get another one i'm just saying oh uh, wow you would, uh, it was
4: my greatest mistake <laughs> ever thro- uh, donating my eric gordon cornerstone shirt uh, back years and years ago yeah. I, i'm hurt by the fact that i did that there mm-hmm.
1: are some pros to being a hoarder of collectible type things Lins- they do oh, yeah. come back they come in handy at certain times if
4: mm-hmm. you can find the cutout from Oh, that.
1: now that's asking! I a will whole pay.
4: Lot. I'll pay top dollar for the Eric Gordon <laughs> cutout or the okay, Cornerstone sign. If it that's
1: hadn't been, if he the does, arena hadn't been renovated, I bet you it was still in that building. I
4: actually asked the uh, the head of uh, communications, PR person, who did all those. I was like, "Does that happen to be in your garage?" She's like, "No, I don't know where that wound
3: up.
0: Yeah. Damn. Can I you imagine mean, I, his, his that,
3: house if he like ever became a millionaire? Oh, you no, can
0: look like, at the th- things that most would be in of there. this yeah. crap is from my house. <laughs> I know that's what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> I
1: was like, yeah, I, just, I like a lot of Trust things. me,
6: Tracy was excited when she heard we were opening up PH Next and we need shit <laughs>
3: in our studio. She
6: was like, take it all.
1: All of it. I
4: have I have one thing left at the house.
1: Yeah, when,
3: what's it. the word Lindsay uses? Tchotchkes. Tchotchkes. tchotchkes.
1: <laughs> Love tchotchkes. <laughs> and then, of course, Chimetsi Matu also played for Team Nigeria. Now, they were knocked out last night, though, so mm-hmm. uh, he won't be playing anymore. He had seven points, 13 for or three for 13 from the field, including one for six from deep. He also added in five rebounds and two assists. Um, this one was a little bit more of an interesting. Should we just talk about the play first and then what seemingly is drama that kind of came from well, yeah. as well?
3: I mean, so his game, I'm taking it both of them with a grain of salt because his first game he was pretty good. I think he had like 22 points. He hit like three or four threes. Um, but Nigeria has been playing him mostly as a four. And we talked about it when we broke down his game a couple weeks back. Like, he's not a four at this stage. He doesn't have the three-point shot to be that guy. Um, He's mostly a small ball five at this point. And they were using him exclusively on the wing. They stuck him in the corner a lot for that second game against Mali. And Nigeria was up eight going into the fourth quarter. They got outscored like 24-6 to in the fourth. They just went completely cold. Um, And part of it is because they kept one of their best players in the corner off the ball for most of the game. So I'm I'm taking his numbers with a grain of salt because he shot one for six from deep. That's way too many three-pointers for Metu to be shooting I know international ball is a little bit different in how guys are used and the three point lines, not as far as the NBA line, but um, there's also a lot of drama going on with the Nigerian basketball team and the federation that, um, you know, puts these things together for their athletes. Um, if you go on Chimezie Metu's Twitter, he's tweeted a couple of times about it. Uh, Some retweeted the something.
1: have also said things. And this yeah. is something that seems like it's gone back for quite a while mm-hmm. now. Um, and what I'm, Obviously, I'm not in the loop on exactly what's going on, but what we can gather from his social is that it just kind of feels like maybe the the people who are in place to help set their team up for success are not actually setting them up for success is what it feels like, or at least to the level that the players expect. That's kind of how it feels. Um, So like you said, this one, you kind of... You should take all of it with a grain of salt, but this one especially because we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. But it seems like it's not um, the best situation.
4: Yeah, my reaction was meh too. Like, look, it doesn't really matter. Like, like I said about oh, get that out crap. of this. His
1: brain
3: no, it took
4: honestly, him a second to register get how get dumb right that now. was. I honestly, though, like I said about DA, I don't okay, great. You had mm-hmm. a rough game playing for your home country. You're also not surrounded by the kind of talent you're going to be surrounded by here. And he's not going to be asked to be the main driver of anything mm-hmm. in Phoenix. Like he was uh, you know, with this team. So um, whatever.
3: Right. Like, I, I, that was a very poorly coached game watching it. And honestly, I hope the Suns were watching as well to be like, okay, yeah, we should not just stick him in a corner. Cause he's not, <laughs> that's not his role.
1: Yeah. Uh but we'll uh we'll all watch DA tonight against Argentina. Yes. And then we will five PM talk about it again at a certain point in time, I'm sure. Absolutely. They can pay
4: twenty bucks and watch all the games.
1: Yeah, so. it's honestly a really good deal. If you want to watch all of these games, like twenty bucks to have access to them all, it's a really good deal. Gerald's tweeted out the link a whole bunch of times, so it's on his Twitter if mm-hmm. you need it. I'll
3: probably tweet it out again tonight before yes. tonight's game.
1: And if you need to stock up on snacks or maybe some coffee or some beer or a polar pop before that that game tips off. Make sure you stop by Circle K. They are your go-to place for all of that and premium gas as well. Right now, they've got buy aids at four, four, five dollars. They've got buy two get one free Monster Energy drinks, Beatbox hard tea, buy two get one free. Lots of deals and of course the best deal. If you text PHNX to three one three one zero right now to join their SMS subscriber club. You're going to get a buy one, get one free offer on 32 ounce Polar Pop. So make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. I got a Polar Pop today because um, I had to go get my like emissions test and I felt mm. like I deserved a treat after that for being an <laughs> adult. So I stopped at Circle K and I got myself a Polar Pop.
3: Treat yourself for being an adult. <laughs> and it Circle was K.
1: delightful. Jeez, <laughs> I get a gold star. Did you do some
3: <laughs> tiny mundane task today? Bro, you're going to tell me
1: that you don't think. For doing tasks that are annoying as hell are not worth yeah. it. Are you know a poodle? poodle? <laughs> last time? I, I
6: don't know when the last you time I said. Absolutely I deserve treat. Yourself. Lindsay bribed herself to go do something no, no, she no, legally no. had to do. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm telling you guys, Lindsay's
5: on the right path. Here. Yes, if you do not treat you. yourself after these inconvenient tasks, yes. you. How how are you gonna okay. feel good about them? There's mm-hmm. there's
3: a difference between treat yourself and like <laughs> I'm gonna reward myself for getting an emissions test.
5: That's exactly what you treat yourself for. I woke up this for. morning. I treated yes. myself
6: to a cup of coffee.
5: No, <laughs> That's no, 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 not no. The same thing. I
6: made it to another day.
4: No,
5: no, no, no. If I have to, if I have to, like get my oil changed, if I have yes, to do like this big adult. You deserve a treat. Emma's Perhaps. like,
4: I finished producing this show. It's time for a
0: treat. Thank you very Bro, much. they literally <laughs> make you get out of your
1: car and sit in a hot box. Like I. Not even kidding. You guys yeah. have gotten a mission. No, yeah. like I think you deserve a treat after that, and an ice cold polar pop sounds great after having to sit it up. Especially when you stand out just, out there all
6: awkwardly waiting for them to it's,
1: finish. It's awful. Circle do. You deserve a treat. Having to deal with that when how- you
6: act like an adult get a poodle, pop you deserve a treat for having to deal with that i like that that's basically what she probably are says are you a three-year-old poodle that just sat down
1: <laughs> after every show i'm like i deserve a little treat you for deserve that. a
5: treat <laughs> you could also treat Lindsay. yourself thank you you could
1: treat yourself to uh some saturday neon now these signs are super dope they They're are electric. led not led signs <laughs> what did you just say
6: <laughs> I said they're electric. Woogie
1: woogie woogie. <laughs> you need to get out now too. You gotta feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the company, the YT, Saturday Neon that. was started by two friends and former college roommates that make officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. We have one here in our offices, and it is absolutely beautiful. They are shipped with everything you need to mount, power, and dim, so every sign is easy to install and operate. And if you go to SaturdayNeon.com and use code PHNX, you're going to get 10% off your order today, plus free shipping over orders of $200 or more.
3: I'm like so proud of you and so mad at you at the same time when you do shit like
1: this. That's how I feel about you. Because
3: you guys give you, me so Gerald. much grief when I do mine. You but then you'll randomly throw out
4: one that's 10 times worse. We've talked about
3: this, Gerald.
0: <laughs>
4: You just you just built on what I laid the foundation well, for uh, early on in Son's Twitter days and everything. I don't know, you, man. Without me, there You've, is no Joe gay puns. I don't all right? know, man. You've met my father. You know that's. But you, you should be my inherent. dad. I think oh, you know they, they could have been related with the puns. That's so. fair. That's
1: fair. <laughs> So ESPN <laughs> announced <laughs> who their broadcasters will be for this upcoming NBA season. There were a lot of changes. Um, I don't want to go into the specifics of the changes they chose to make, mm. but I do want to know what would be your dream broadcast?
6: Oh man, that's, dream broadcast team. That's tough. Uh, can we go with dead people?
1: Sure. Why not?
4: I mean, okay. it might be a stiff broadcast. Gerald's face. Sure, Esso, You
1: already
0: said
1: your one today!
0: Gerald, look at me so proud! Oh, I did not. Uh, okay. Gerald's <laughs>
1: like, don't misquote my face. Oh, my God. Okay.
6: All right, so. Uh, I don't know why I asked the dead question because I don't have any dead people online. So. Yeah, that was a very specific question. <laughs> well, I thinking, I, well, I was thinking, well, I was thinking old timey, and then I was thinking of Keith Jackson, but he's football, so he's not basketball. So, okay, okay. Uh, so that's where my mind went. But uh, for me, um, I would love to have Marv Albert because I've, I've, I just, I've always liked. Um, you know, that's that's definitely a '90s thing, like Ooh. Marv Albert. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to have Charles Barkley because I know he would say some off the wall stupid stuff mm. and uh and yeah so and then third you know third one was tough i was like okay who who would be a good color analyst to go along with those two um and i, I think i'm just gonna go with magic johnson because magic johnson oh, says some of this. he says some of the dumbest things i've ever heard on a broadcast uh but it's kind of bill walton-esque oh, and man. i'm down with it
0: Re- the message that Johnson? Johnson you made right Who's now. Oh is my it? God! It's Michael
6: Jordan's game. <laughs> oh man! My I don't know why I said it like Bill. <laughs> we both? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. Jesus.
4: No, uh, mine is is Gus Johnson. Okay. I love oh, Gus yeah, Johnson's he's energy. Calling okay. a game, Uh Bill Walton, because mm-hmm. I I actually like my craziness entertaining. Unlike Saul, Uh and then. <laughs> Uh, I would also want Barkley in there. I mean, okay. it makes a lot of sense. And then Lindsey Smith is the sideline reporter. Oh, oh
0: look I mean, at you
1: trying to get brownie points.
4: Who, out out of
1: who else is going to beat up players by hitting them in the face with the mic? <laughs> a mic? That's, that's a good why question. That's a good question. I could be bribed, too, depending on the night. If you have a specific player in mind. <laughs> I we could work something out.
3: Man? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I got to go with Kevin Harlan. He's... Yeah. He's one of the GOAT broadcasters. He's so funny, and he's really good at what he does, injecting energy. Um, Bill Walton was on mine, but I feel like Kevin Harlan and Bill Walton on the same broadcast might be a little bit much. So I'm going to go Doris Burke, and then I'll
4: throw J.J. Redick in there. I like J.J. Redick. He
3: knows the game. Him and Burke both know the game well. Harlan brings the enthusiasm.
4: I, I would like that. Reddick almost made my cut. I think another year
6: or two in the booth and he'd
4: probably yeah. make my cut. For I that.
6: feel like we kind of all missed the boat, but I'll let Lindsay go first.
1: Yeah, y'all definitely missed. Yeah, we uh, screwed this up. Well, at least from me, my perspective, it's Diana Tarossi, Sue Bird, and Booz. Yes. yes. Like That's that that a That's the trio team. that we <laughs> need for every broadcast. True. It's a good thing. Because team. anytime yeah. that you, know, you throw Penny in there every once in a while, like pop in to mm. give some, some information, <laughs> but like you get those two women drunk like wine drunk specifically mm-hmm. great time yeah. great time oh, we sign me up all day every day none one.
6: of us mentioned al mccoy
4: well i was thinking tv like he, he TV. did tv he it was simulcast. look look i love al if i could pick anyone to call a, a son's championship moment it's al like th- that's no disrespect to him i was just thinking purely tv like mm-hmm. but that's just me
1: I mean, Al McCoy, especially in his prime, like if you could pick which era of these broadcasters do, I That's think true. that also is like another avenue, another path we could go down from a broadcast perspective. Because like you were saying, with J.J. Redick, you give him a couple more years, could be one of the better broadcasters that we're able to watch on mm-hmm. some of these games. But you do need some experience. And then the same with Al, like in his prime, one of the best. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But as that? as you get older, it's a little bit. It becomes a little harder to do these type of things you know what, for a what, multitude of reasons.
6: You know, for for that reason, I think a, another interesting one would be like you have a you know your standard broadcaster because you got to have somebody that controls the chaos. Um, but then the whole crew from um, the No Kill Podcast. Oh
0: no, god, yeah, <laughs> yeah
6: that's uh, that's well, my we, shit. Are we talking
4: an uncensored broadcast? Because. It, Uncensored.
0: Well, mine
1: clearly so yeah, has.
4: Oh, yeah. Well, but they've done ESPN drunk. Like, I mean, they yeah. did yeah. the women's final four. I
6: yeah, mean, this is Start, true. That's well, where that went viral. Yeah, because they were talking about South Carolina. I well, mean,
1: you remember the? Do you remember yeah, during yeah. in 2020 when yeah, they did you know the I mean. Instagram live? I don't know if that was Sue, or but it was Diana, yeah. and was it Sue?
4: I think it was Sue.
1: It was. They went live for like two hours yeah. straight. It was the most. It was just, like, the best content for me that came out of COVID, I feel like. I've,
3: I've always wondered why sports leagues haven't partnered with, like, a streamer to do, like, an explicit version of a contest con, or a I mean, I mean, Twitter tried to
1: do it, and they've done <sighs> similar things to that. Because but they, it, it's-
3: they've done, like, a kid's version with Nickelodeon for, like, football games. Why can't we have, like, an adult version where, like, the announcer's just like, oh, fuck
4: me. <laughs> like oh, Matt Lispia <laughs> with weed that you're doing this. You can have multiple different... Uh, calls on this. I want an unedited, uh, unfiltered broadcast that you choose a group. I mean, I know four people that could do it pretty well. Uh, (laughs) But any group that I get an unfiltered broadcast, I would love... To just hear... Like, that would totally like the, change the my... Bob,
6: the Bob uh, McManery, I think his name is, on TikTok, where he's just like,
0: Oh, fuck!
6: Yeah. He just got smashed! Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God! Yeah. Look at him! He's writhing in pain, and
4: nobody gives a shit! Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to yeah, hear. And on, yeah, and on edited broadcast, that changes the team completely. Barkley stays, but there's a... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's a bunch of different people. No offense, Lindsay. That's a different sideline. It's a reporter, different question.
1: Too. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. No, I get you. Uh, um... I think we're all in agreement, though. Like a late night broadcast type of vibe would be super fun. Yeah. For
4: you know cool. what? We have those. It's our watch alongs. Why are we telling <laughs> that's people?
1: That's also true. No, just give I mean, that's us. true during the watch mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Somebody
4: suggested me and Tim Kempton as their dream. Broadcast. Oh, yeah.
6: <laughs> what do you think about that? Hey,
4: uh, I'll watch Money it. Talks, I'll do it. I'll watch it. <laughs>
6: Nobody in no-no wants that. Can that, can <laughs> Nobody
4: that, can that no be no- it that? on,
1: a, on you, you want to talk about drama? You want, we got drama. We're to talk
6: about two dudes bitching at each other the whole time. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yelling
4: at each other and then at the refs. It'll be great. Let's exactly. do this. It'll be a lot
1: of fun. Okay, low-key-ish Wainwright would be a fantastic broadcaster. We yeah. yeah. just he thought was, about that yesterday funny. on the show. If you haven't watched that one, you should go back. Ish was fantastic.
6: I didn't know he was like that. He's so funny.
1: Like, (laughs) the more and more, listen, I'm just saying, we have so many sweet baby angels on this team at this point. (laughs) We do. That I just don't know if I can pick one right now. Like, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of guys in the running by the end of the year.
3: Yeah. For sure. He's one of the genuinely nicer guys on the team like every time we come in we come in near his basket where he's shooting and he always says what's up to us like where his friends come in to <laughs> shoot around with him like he's <laughs> he's just a genuinely good dude and he's he's very funny without like yeah. even trying yep.
1: well and especially if it was uncensored because i was thinking he was talking about going to mercury games and sitting on the sideline and like arguing with <laughs> <Yeah>. the <laughs> officials like yeah. he would be a blast if you could kind of give him free roam to do whatever he wants and like Talk some smack to right. people, like I would love that. That would like, be a blast. Kind of
6: feel First like thing. we should mic them up next year. They should. They really should. For a Merk game, for, that'd be fun. Yeah.
1: First
4: thing my dad said to me when I saw him today, he listens to every show.
6: He goes, "You guys should
4: hire Ish." <laughs> I assume he meant for my spot, but uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, here's the thing: he technically has a job, so we'll see. We'll see. Maybe yeah. he'll sign up for two jobs. Maybe I we can. Why him. not? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. The Is future. there like a co GM job, all? Wait, wait! Stop He's coming sick.
4: in to be GM
0: already, like
4: dude sat in the seat one day Did and you
0: guys see the side and eye <laughs> that's all.
1: <just> <laughs> and with that, we'll say goodbye.
0: <laughs> Tell me, Firelands. I will Thank not. You guys I will not even acknowledge us. that with a response. Oh, we
1: appreciate you. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at sons. You can also follow me at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And, of course, you can follow change my Twitter at handle
0: now. I want to <laughs> fire the one Lindsay. and only
1: GM. <laughs> 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 there are no co-GMs in this building. Thank you very much. Espo, take us home.
4: <laughs> I'm Aspo.
6: Go fuck yourself, Phoenix.
1: Hoi <laughs> oh, hoi!
6: Hey yo my lifestyle is retro, Metro, and he ain't never gonna let go. Lindsey, Gerald Espo. saw pass the ball we to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, Y'all always wreck the family.
5: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data